Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. I'm Matt. I am Jeff. Thanks for coming and hanging out with us today. Sorry, we're a little late this week. Um, We have had problem after problem this week. First, I had a performance on our normal recording night, and then then me and Jeff were both sick last night, and now uh, we're having an ice storm in in Birmingham, so we're going to have to record this uh, from our separate homes this evening. Via Skype. Via Skype. Um, But we do this for you. Via Skype sounds like another organization that Shield has to worry about. <laughs> Via is coming. In a lot of ways it is. It's something that the MCU cast has to worry about. <laughs> and what are we if not the real the Shield of this universe? Yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah. We're... I think I really hope that we're not like the Vulcan skull of this universe. The what? Vulcan skull. Vulcan Scully from uh, from Power Rangers. Oh, oh right. I d- did not remember those characters' names until you said it. I'm sad that I do. Yeah, you should be a little sad. I feel it. Can't you hear the sorrow in my voice? <laughs> did you see the um, uh, gritty Power Rangers? Uh, yes. Short this week. Oh my god, yes I did. I loved it so much. Yeah, it was pretty great. As as someone who grew up watching those, you know, that that time period of Power Rangers, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> yep. It it's basically the logical progression from what we had then to like what we watch and like now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um it was it was it was fun. Uh, I don't know if they took it down. Supposedly they were supposed to be forced to take oh, yeah, it down. No. That like uh, YouTube pulled it, and there were legal ramifications going on. And he's just like, "To hell with them! I'm making more." <laughs> I don't funny. know if he's making more of that, like that particular brand, but he's making other. Like he's doing a James Bond one. Um, he's talking about. Um, I think he talked I feel about like James Planet. Bond is a pretty gritty thing. <laughs> Especially the newer James. I feel like that's what Daniel Craig's version of James Bond is. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think what he's doing is um, like an aging James Bond uh, coping with today. Okay. Um, I'm in. I really enjoyed that that uh, that short, so I'm in for more. Anyway, let's get let's get back to our universe that we we have brought the people to talk about tonight. We're we're here to talk to you tonight about the the return of Agents of Shield, which uh came back this week, episode 11 of season 2. Aftershocks. Yeah. And we're also it's here to talk about title. all of this news that we've got going on. We, we do have a lot of news. I mean, there was an Age of Ultron trailer. Oh my, I've so That's so much huge. to talk about with the Age Holy of Ultron trailer. Crap. So much. There's so I, I tried to take notes on it, and I just it, I felt like I was just writing down every line that anyone was saying. <laughs> I just all of my notes were just like fanboy moment, fanboy moment, <laughs> fanboy moment. Those don't sound very useful. Like very useful notes. No, yeah, they are. Because <laughs> like each one is like fanboy moment one, fanboy moment two, and I know what they are. Oh, you numbered them. I've watched it six hundred times. Yeah, but, <laughs> right. I've seen That's it a few more times than I probably should admit. No. Um, <clears throat> no. Well, go on and admit it. It's okay. <laughs> well, before we... Podcast. I guess I guess we can get on to talking about that trailer. Um, I feel like that's our biggest piece of news is the new there trailer. Really so let's... Uh, there, there's a few other big pieces of news, but let's, let's, let's talk about this trailer. What did you think of this trailer? Dude, this trailer... Okay. 
first off, I'm going to go with the fanboy approach of, oh my god, it was so good. It was real good. I mean... Second approach, um, the more, I guess, the logical point. We kind of understand after this one a, a lot better now Ultron's motivations and his his story. Kind of, hmm. we we better understand what he's supposed to do as far as this film goes. Because, like, if, you, if you've, like ever listened to us or if you've read the comics you know what his deal is but like the normal person has a better understanding of like oh so that's what ultron's doing okay yeah he's a robot that hates people so it's like he's skynet okay yeah 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 well my my, my the first thing i i just loved him sitting on that throne with a cloak I over know. his head <laughs> um some mysterious like a stone building with with this this throne in it um that was that was really just that badass moment badass moment of ultron on the throne talking to quicksilver and scarlet witch i uh and just just in general um james spader voicing ultron is just just amazing just it's amazing just the best thing ever all <laughs> yeah. the time <laughs> I I don't think they could have picked anyone better for that voice. He had such a gravitas to the role. I was so excited. Um, I really like Tony's line about a suit of armor around the world. Oh yeah, it's just so exactly how Tony Stark would think about it. <laughs> it's like I'm building a suit of armor around the world. He he built one around uh, to go around Pepper at one point. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> um, and he's just the way he thinks about protecting things. You know, that's yeah. that, that was cool. Um, <laughs> I like. I like the cool bit that we see with um, it's about like 25 seconds in where you see Ultron detach the cable from the back of his head. Oh, yeah. And he just kind of like casts it away like I'm done with this. I'm not going to kill everybody. Got no strings on me, man. That's what it made me think of. Exactly. He he does actually detaching the, the string on him. He's just like, mm-mm, I, know, I ain't having no more of this. Yeah, that was, that was badass. Um, I really, it was really a impactful moment in the trailer when you see Cap talking about he's tired of letting people down and then those two cars falling off the oh, bridge. God. Oh, God. Oh, that kicks me right in the feels. It really does. Like, And he's holding the bumper of one oh, of them. I know. It's, it just rips off. Like, he's like trying oh to catch two cars and just can't do it. And it looks, <sighs> like, uh, looks like they're just those people are doomed at this point i'm just kind of like watching it and pausing it <laughs> i like the uh the the good big shot uh from the ground of avengers tower when it's been rebuilt and looks yeah. a lot better and actually just has the a and it's yeah. no longer stark tower it's, it's just avengers tower avengers tower yeah that was really cool um good was shot. that it's a real quick shot. Was it shows Tony picking up some sort of staff? Was that yeah, Loki that was staff? The staff? That's oh, the staff. Oh man! Like this, this trailer reveals so much. Like we're assuming at this point, like people on the internet are assuming that that staff is kind of what makes Ultron go nuts. Like huh. Tony woke up this dormant program that had been put on ice and put it in some suits and decided that, you know, this could be a good thing, but how do we get it to actually work? And maybe this thing will give it some power. So let's toy with it a little bit. And then he blasts it or, you know, whatever it does to transfer the the power to it. And then it just kind of makes Ultron sentient. Hmm. That's what we're assuming. Well, it seems like, it seems like he's trying to build an AI. I mean, he's already built AIs in the past with Jarvis, um, yeah. It seems like maybe he thought the AI part was a good idea. 
uh, based, <laughs> based on his conversation in the trailer with uh, uh, with, with um, Banner. Banner uh, it seems like he thinks it's a good idea, which seems to make sense. He's trying to build this arm <laughs> protection for the planet, but he yeah. just uh, doesn't write it well. <laughs> um, it, it's it's literally trying to protect the planet instead of the humans on it. <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, Ultron mentions, like, the only way to peace is their extinction. And my, my favorite joke in the trailer, which also kind of kicked, kicked me in the guts a little bit, was uh, Tony saying, no way we're getting all getting through this. And uh, Captain oh. America saying, I got no plans tomorrow night. Because it reminded me so much. First of all, it made me laugh. But then, then it also reminded me a lot of him talking to Peggy and making plans to go to a da- go dance. Oh yeah. Oh, that that was uh, so. It kind of kicked me in the kicked me in the guts a little bit. Where I was like, oh, you're bringing me down a little bit with that. I thought yeah. it was just funny. Yeah, no, but it's like it's funny, but it still resonates very strongly with the with the character. Um, yeah. And Hulk is just kicking ass in this trailer. Yes, he is. Um, what did you think of that scene uh, where it showed Iron Man, Cap, and Thor standing across the bridge from Ultron and the twins? Oh yeah, it looked uh, it looked intense. That's, that's that great first meeting that you see. Yep. And it's like, ah, oh, this is the showdown, guys. Here it is. And then you know whatever happens, and we don't know yet, but things happen don't. after that. And probably Whatever before happens, that, and then a movie occurs <laughs> around it. I cannot wait to see this movie. I'm um, so excited. <laughs> but there's two major Hulk kicking ass moments, and one yeah, of them right. is when he's fighting off like a hundred Ultrons and just grabbing them and just crushing them in his fists, um, and, and and the uh, or Ultron bots or robots yeah. of some sort. Um, and the other moment is where he's just completely destroying the Hulkbuster. Just like throwing it into buildings, uh, transformer style. Well, it it looked like he was riding it as it was trying to rocket upwards and get away. And he's, and like, he's uh-uh. just riding it and punching it. Yep. <laughs> and it's just tearing up this building the whole way up. That's pretty amazing. I really like. Um, there was a shot with Cap and Ultron on top of a, a of a truck, and they're fighting, and Cap throws the shield and it gets stuck in Ultron's chest. And I was just like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. what, oh, what it's going to do. And then obviously the shield falls. Scarlet Witch or not Scarlet Witch, um, Black Widow, Scarlet Johansson. That's going to be really hard. to. <laughs> I can already see that being an it's, issue. It's already hard to keep keep straight. Yeah. Yeah. But she's like, I'm always picking up after you boys. <laughs> yeah. That and was... she just snatches it. I really liked Captain America and her has a lot of really good one liners in the movie. And it just it just reminded me of how well their rapport was built in uh, Winter Soldier, and I'm oh, excited yeah. to see those two play off each other a lot in uh, in the next Avengers. Absolutely. And uh, of course, another badass moment was Vision showing up in the after credit sequence of the trailer. <laughs> which come on, Marvel! I know I know you have a brand, but <laughs> after credit you, sequence in a trailer, you've got a thing, but. But damn, man, come on. <laughs> um, we Oh, and this is also where we first get to see kind of how Scarlet Witch... This is, this is the bad part about this. It's Scarlet Witch and Scarlet Johansson in the same frame. Yeah. So You Scarlet, can't just call them Scarlet. 
yeah scarlet rocks scarlet's brain like what oh yeah that's when we first get to see her her power in use um which i guess other than the telekinesis yeah she has telekinesis and some sort of mind mind powers it looks like yeah i mean in the comics it was just like sorcery and reality warping but at this point it looks kind of like um telekinesis and mind control yeah yeah some sort of something like that and the mind control aspect is apparent from red irises which we if you remember in one of the first trailers that we saw the hulk had red irises when he was rampaging oh okay that makes sense and I don't know. That kind of saddens me a little bit because it makes it sound like it, it's going to be another um, Hawkeye situation where you've got yeah, uh, like he's under the control. I kind of just want to see him go crazy because he's legit. He has a legit reason. Yeah, I don't know. But I, don't we'll, know. We'll, I guess we'll, I guess we'll see. I mean, that sounds that sounds like another good way to get um, <laughs> any of the characters to fight, though, is to have have one of them in in a. Like I guess Hawkeye was kind of a weak character to have be the big uh, mind controlled because he seems he's just less powerful than Hulk or Iron Man or uh, yeah or Thor. <laughs> I mean, Scarlet Witch took him down. Not damn it! See, I did it again. Scarlet Johansson, <laughs> Black Widow took him down all by herself. Which I think she could take almost any of them down all by herself. Uh, she wouldn't be able to take Thor. I don't know, man. Absolutely no way. I don't know. She's uh... she might be able to outmaneuver his hits, but no. <laughs> Ain't, I mean, nope. she she wouldn't take him on directly. Like she she's just not like that. She'd sidle up. She'd she'd outsmart him. I think she's like at this point she's like the Batman of uh, <laughs> of the Avengers. Like the Bat Batman is yeah. to the JLA as 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 she is to the Avengers right now. She's like I think she could outsmart any one of them. Um, I don't know, you know, Tony and, uh, obviously Tony and Banner are very smart scientifically, but I think she's the smartest socially. I think she's, she's, she's she could just fool any of them, <laughs> but once the jig was up, I think there'd be, it'd be hard for her to take any of them down because she, she does she has the least powers of any of them. Yeah. So, I mean, at least Hawkeye has the trick arrows. Yeah. Um, and if he can stay out of the way, he can keep using those, but you know that only lasts so long yeah yeah see and it's and we've seen like multiple people like catch those arrows and stuff yeah well it's, even it's then still when, a bow and arrow yeah <laughs> when loki caught it he was like bitch please and then he got blown up oh that's true <laughs> he yeah. looks at it like are you kidding me this a bow see, and arrow <laughs> <laughs> just get her to a halt somewhere then there's um another thing that we see we get a really good shot of um what the quicksilver uh like fast motion is gonna look like yeah which we saw a little bit in uh in the previous trailers but that one yeah. we get yeah. a little bit better of sense for sure yeah when uh when he tags cap square in the face yeah and it looks like Cap has like just thrown the shield, and um, you know that the shield's obviously away from him in some way. <laughs> he's got his hand out. When I pause it, he's he's got his hand out like he just threw it, hmm. or he's waiting for it to come back. Either way, it's away from him, and he's watching it. He's not even seeing where Quicksilver is, right in his face for the knockout. 
Oh yeah, there's. I think. Um, yeah, quick several moves too quickly for him to even know what's going on. Yep. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, I, I really like the trailer. I think it's. I think it's great. Uh, it really. It really. Um, it, it put a little more personality in it than the previous trailers had. The others yeah. were more ominous. This one had some of that quippy Joss Whedon-y humor, which yeah. humor in the face of like tragedy is 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 kind of uh, a Joss Whedon specialty. Um. So that's exciting, especially with Thor being like, "Is that all you've got?" And then he just summons like everything. Yeah, and Cap says, "You had to ask." Yeah, <laughs> I, I really think the one-liners are going to come a lot from uh, from Cap in this, uh, which I think is funny. I don't think of him as the funny one, but he, at least in the trailer, he's been the funny one so far. Yeah, just fun. You know, um, now that I know that the red eyes are kind of the the scarlet witch thing i'm starting to look at other points like we've seen thor pick up tony by the neck like a zillion times in all of the trailers Mm -hmm. but pausing it now it looks kind of like his eyes might be red oh yeah maybe that's just supposition because it's a profile shot i can't really tell very well but but they could be could be hints you know that might be something to look for yeah well, it's definitely in the future. If we have any more trailers, we'll definitely all be looking for red eyes now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's the thing to look for now. I like that top-down shot where they're all fighting around something. Oh, yeah, that looks awesome. That is, like, shooting out. Uh, that that looks great. It's, like, classic battle scenario with everybody surround. you know. Uh, protect the thing. <laughs> protect the thing. Uh, I really, uh, and of course, we haven't even mentioned the probably the best shot in the trailer, which is the like epic snow running oh. shot. Yes, where it's like the Avengers assault, the the Avengers attack. Yeah, looks awesome. That looks completely incredible. Um, it reminded me of the shot in the first Avengers when you had it was a huge composite shot that they shot, and it was like a big long one. Uh, it was during the Battle of New York when they got this big battle, when, yeah, battle when shot where it moves, Iron Man around. Well, it follows Iron Man, then it follows Quick uh, Hawkeye's arrow, then it follows this, and like it just goes from yeah. character to character, showing what they're all doing. Um, but in this, it's like everyone moving together in unison, like they've almost like they've been working to, working out the kinks, and they're not all yeah. just working separately. Uh, yeah, that battle was, strategy, guys. Pretty pretty cool. Pretty cool. Just just it, just those five character or six characters like running at you full speed is a scary scary thing. God, just one of them is, but when you see all of them, it's terrifying. Yeah, I feel bad for whatever bad guy they're after in that yeah. in that moment. Um, yep. Well, we've talked about the trailer for like twenty minutes. Um, you guys, let us know what you think about the trailer. We're gonna move on to some other news. Um, there's other news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a few. There's a few more things here. Um, another one of my favorite pieces of news, and this is probably the one. That, um, the trailer I'm super excited about, but probably even more excited for me. Um, <laughs> Drew Goddard uh, is in very early talks to write and direct the next Spider-Man film. Oh yeah. Um, Drew Goddard is awesome. He wrote some of my favorite uh, favorite television episodes. Uh, as well as wrote Cabin in the Woods. Uh, he's he's written some really, really great movies. And, and a lot of his episodes, his things have just the right tone for a good superhero movie, especially a Spider-Man movie. Um, good, good, like, action and weight, but also 
really good humor. And so I'm I'm super excited. Um he was already um previously had been signed on to make the Sinister Six movie. Um Yeah, is that still gonna happen? It's uh it's un it's unknown at this time. They're they're not they're saying they're they're they said it's being pushed back for sure, but it's kind yeah. of unclear. I think it sounds to me like they're scrapping the whole thing. Now that they're officially with Marvel and they've they've announced that. Yeah. It sounds like they're just going to uh rethink the whole thing <laughs> um the whole spider maybe this was a bad idea let's do something else the whole sony spider spider universe which the only reason i was on board with the sinister six thing was drew goddard was supposed to be doing it yeah um, and i will say uh i need a shout out to dave robertson who was on our like third or fourth episode ever back when i was out for that week yeah you were out for a week um and uh he he filled in for you and on our on our first it was like our third or fourth episode it was really early um he filled in, and he said um, that based on the the rumors of um, of them having talks with Sony, Marvel having talks with Sony, and based on Drew Goddard being taken off of the Daredevil series, which he 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 um, developed the Daredevil series. He was supposed to be the showrunner, but then he um, was taken off of the Daredevil series and put onto Sinister Six the movie. Yeah, he said based on that move, he thought it was very clear that Marvel was about to combine forces with Sony and bring Spider-Man into the Marvel universe. And in a lot of ways, Drew Goddard has been working with Joss Whedon for a long time. He's like one of his lieutenants, practically. And I, th- and I thought, I thought it was a great theory. And I think Dave's theory is really being bore out. I think that the idea is they moved him over to the Sinister Six movie and. In thoughts that they were about to bring all of the universes together, and they wanted this guy over there building a good part of that universe, you know? Right, right. Um, and Joss, and and I don't, we don't know about Joss Whedon's future involvement in these movies, but it seems like he's leaving his mark by putting one of his, uh, someone he's worked with on one of his films. better guys. Yeah, yeah. Like I can't work on this, but I know the right guy. Yeah. And, and this so, guy right here, he's my boy. Now that they've moved Drew Goddard over to the flagship uh, of Spider-Man and not just the Sinister Six movie, which I was excited to see what he would do with the Sinister Six movie, but now they're uh, – I feel like they're really putting the trust in that um, in that relationship with Drew Goddard. And, yeah. and, and it makes me want Joss Whedon not to leave because now it's like one of my favorite seasons of television is uh, – Angel season five, which Drew Goddard wrote like five episodes of, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, and that's uh, and that's Joss Whedon's final ep- final season, and it's one of my, it's my favorite season of the of the twelve seasons of Buffy and Angel, and uh, it's it's a great great season of television, and Drew Goddard wrote five of those episodes, and so like Joss Whedon working with Drew Goddard on such a big scale just gets me excited, you know. <laughs> Yeah, there was um, there was something else that I had read that was saying that there might be uh, the creation of the Sinister Six, Sinister Six in the um, in the new Spidey flick. Yeah, which um, could lead to him making that and still being the guy to do that. Yeah, especially I mean, think about if you've been working with the Sinister Six characters for a year while since they've announced that you're supposed to be directing it. He's been like working on the angle and how he wants to approach the characters and who these characters are and how they're going to fit together. So he he obviously has developed a lot of that already. 
And so it would it would interest me if he still got to include that um, in, in in whatever movie he's working on, you know? Yeah. Whether he's including it as an earlier, like you say, how the Sinistrix comes together, or he's, um, you know, working towards a, a, a Sinister Six movie. Um, I think that's a... Uh, that that that'd be neat. Just we need a lot of good villains. I feel like we don't have that many good villains, and so I wouldn't mind something. I feel like something like a Sinister Six movie could be great for Marvel, because say they developed six villains we cared about, and we could see their point of view with a Sinister Six movie. Then we could draw from those six villains to for future Avengers movies. And, yeah. and and future Cap movies and future Iron Man movies, um, that would be a really rad thing to be able to do because Spider-Man has a great rogues gallery. Um, I mean, similar to like Batman is kind of the best rogues gallery in DC Comics. Absolutely. I think Spider-Man might have at least one of the most interesting rogues galleries. Um, I, don't, I don't know about Definitely best. Definitely one of the more memorable. Yeah. Like I can't think of that many that are like off the top of my head for the other characters. They just kind of fight everyone they all fight all all the people but spider-man has a lot of specific villains yeah so that could be carnage yeah oh man freaking vulture uh, the doc ock doc ock the lizard guy (laughs) yeah yeah um you're right a lot lot of good villains as far as like everybody else goes like what are the big ones you got loki which everybody knows because he was in the movies Mm -hmm. and dr doom yeah, Loki, Doctor Doom, um, a lot of the villains are in the uh, the the, the X Men universe. I mean, we've got Mag- Magneto. There's a whole there's yeah. a whole lot of good mutant bad guys, but we can't use any of those <laughs> except for Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch for some reason. <laughs> well, they first debuted in Avengers comics. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, I, knew, I knew there was some loophole there, but yeah. Let's see. Uh, also. Also uh, doing something with Sony Pictures, the uh, the Russo brothers, who are the guys that oh uh, yeah this is directed um, the Cap Two movie. They signed a three year deal with Sony Pictures. Yeah. Nobody said anything about what they're gonna be working on. What do you think is, they're gonna be working on? There is a rumor uh, with the you remember when Sony got hacked and like every email ever was leaked yeah, a while back. I do. There was talk of them doing work for the Spidey flicks. Okay. Um, Maybe we'll have a Drew Goddard written Russo brother directed Spider-Man movie. Oh, that would be be such a good Spider-Man movie. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That, that, that really would be supposed to be producing, but I'm not certain. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're already committed to civil war, right? They are committed to that, right? I think so. And I think they're committed to, or they're they're in talks for um, Infinity War as well. So I mean, like these guys are gonna have a lot on their plate if they pick up Spidey work. <laughs> I mean, if they if they aren't committed to Civil War, then there's a problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's still early. Um, I can't remember if they're committed. They're supposed or not. to start shooting like next month. For Infinity War? No. No, no, not Infinity War. For Civil War. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, they, they're definitely doing it in Civil War. I was talking about no, Infinity War. Yeah, they're War. doing Civil War. Yeah, I don't know if they're committed to Infinity War. I don't th- I don't know that anybody has 
officially committed to Infinity War. Uh, there's talk of James Gunn being the poster child for it. There's also talk of the Russo brothers being the, you know, the ones that are going to take over from Whedon, but nobody has said for certain. Okay. Well, um, we have a Warner <sighs> Brothers CEO, guy I can't spell his name, um, says that he doesn't think that... Uh, Sujihara is his Sujihara. name. Sujihara. He doesn't yeah. think that... Uh, what was what was it he said? He doesn't think that um, audience fatigue of comic book movies is a problem, and he th- he thinks that DC's um, superhero movies are edgier than Marvel's superhero movies. They're they're grittier. Yeah. I don't know if they're edgier. I would, I would say they're darker. I think saying edgier gives it like a positive spin, and I don't really think there's much positives you can say about <laughs> the uh, DC <laughs> versus Marvel movies. I really don't. Um, <laughs> I, I don't mind them. I don't hate them. They just have no, there's no, I have no drive to see the next DC movie yet. Yeah, I'm yeah. hopeful with this new uh with this new um new lot of movies they have planned that maybe now that they have a plan uh something's going to come together and we're going to see something good, but I don't know. As of right now, I'm really not that impressed. I mean, really all they're doing is they're like that's Marvel. They have a combined universe. We're DC. Oh God, we need to do a combined universe too because we have to compete with Marvel mm-hmm. because we're DC. Yeah, they're I just feel like that's the only reason they're doing it. Agreed. I think I think they're doing a um, they're following instead of leading. Right. And, and you know me, I'm all about a combined universe, but it doesn't seem to be coming from a place of creativity. It's coming yeah, from it doesn't a place seem like they've earned it. Yeah, they they have yet to earn it in. They they made Iron Man. Um, Marvel made Iron Man. It was such a good movie. And then they made another good movie and put Iron Man in it. And then they made another good movie and crossed those over and made another. They made they made multiple good movies. And really, they made they didn't have that much crossover between the movies. They just made good movies with maybe an after credit stinger that showed they were in the same universe. You know. Yeah. And then you get Avengers, and and. I feel like starting at the opposite direction with with this new movie Batman vs Superman Dawn of Justice. It's just like <laughs> let's start out with the Justice League, a bunch of characters who you don't have a reason to care about yet. And I and, and that's yeah, that's going to be tough. Yeah, the only one the only one that's that's going to be uh like previously told the story of to be canon is Superman, Superman. from Man of Steel and that's the worst Superman movie. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about the worst. It's it's very different. I don't know if I would say it's the worst. I I would put it at least at least tied. Like Superman Returns wasn't very good, but at least Superman was f-ing Superman. Yeah. Well, I I, do, I definitely thought there were problems with the movie. I didn't like Superman Returns. Um, I didn't think he was very uh, Superman in that either. <laughs> um. He protected people. He didn't let the entire everything get destroyed. Um. Yeah. I, he definitely was more traditional Superman in that movie. Um. And I don't. I don't mind him changing the character some. There were there. Were, we've talked about it on this podcast before. What our problems yeah. are with the Mar, with the with the Superman Man of Steel movie. Um. But. Yeah. It's it's not it's not good. It's not great. Yeah. <laughs> By they any means. Having an, a shared universe yet. Yeah. It's no Iron Man. 
Yeah. And talking about earning that, speaking specifically on that point, Jeff Loeb, the um, the Marvel, basically the the Marvel. Uh, he's their the TV. Term? He's the t- producer of all the Marvel TV. Yeah. He's the TV guy. He's the uh, director of all that jazz. He's the Feige of the TV world. Yeah. So he said in an interview that um, in regards to the Netflix series crossovers, like whether or not they'll show up uh, together in each other's series, on other series, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., whether any of that stuff's going to show up in the movies. Any crossovers. Yeah, any crossovers like that, we have to earn that. Is what he said specifically. We have to earn that, and basically, he's just saying that they have to establish the characters, make people understand who the characters are, where they're coming from, make people care about those characters, and then they can take them into this shared universe because they have to be good as a standalone first. Mm. And that's a really great way to look at it. Like even now, they're still looking at it that way, and that's great. Yeah. After all this universe that's already been made, I, I like that a lot. I I often think when I when I'm think when I was watching Guardians, um, when I was thinking about them making Guardians, I thought what what would have made that movie sell, like just straight up sell. When I was me being me and and not the smartest guy in the world, um, I was like, what is going to make this movie sell more than anything else is if they have an after credit sequence where somehow Tony Stark shows up. Right. Um, and if they'd done that, I think, I think they might have even sold more tickets. I really do. Um, for their first film. I think like instead of, instead of having Howard the duck happen, <laughs> I think if Tony Stark had somehow appeared at the end of, uh, of of that film, I think that like then the, you know the first week the tickets would have been sold so many, but then you add that scene to the trailer or something for those like and people go nuts. Yeah, people would go nuts, and and all the rumor you know the the word would spread, and people would go would have gone and seen seen that movie in droves. But they decided that would have been purely promotional. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, originally um, the Guardians movie was supposed to have the stinger that Winter Soldier had. With the twins in the uh, in the castle, I'm glad they didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't really relevant. No, it definitely wasn't. And and, I, and but see, on in retrospect, you're talking about earning it with Guardians of the Galaxy, they earned what they got. They did not cheaply, you know, throw in a character that didn't fit or do anything like that. that yeah, I mean, the only tie that they have to the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the fact Thanos. that it's a Marvel movie. Well, and Thanos, and Thanos, yeah. Which Thanos hasn't really um, done much in in the movies as of yet. I mean, we got our best look at him in Guardians. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's they just did a, they did a great job of world building. They did a great job of um, showing us a set a story that is set apart. And I think they, they they focused on making a good movie and not just making a good marketable movie. Oh wait, another one. There was the Collector. The collector was in That's true. Thor: The Dark World. That's in true. The Stinger. Uh, that is true. And then there's a uh, Howard the Duck. He was also in Howard the Duck. <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. Um, so Mackie, uh, who played um, Falcon, right? 
Yeah, Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson, the Falcon in um, Cap 2, has confirmed his involvement in Age of Ultron over Twitter. Yeah, well, his his name was on the poster. Oh, that's funny. That's funny that talk got out. Some eagle-eyed fan saw his name in the uh, in the poster credits. Oh, I'm sure somebody's going through every poster credits they put out for the shit. Oh yeah, obviously. And they saw they saw Anthony Mackie, and I saw um, Haley Atwell, which you know we knew, but still, she's going to be in there. Yeah, that's that's ex- uh, that's exciting. Which we have some feedback about that this week, I believe, <laughs> uh, which we'll get to here in a few minutes. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about this. Uh, Sif is returning to Agents of Shield this week. Um, yeah, this upcoming week. Well, I'm, I'm excited to see Sif again. Oh, yeah. it's always cool to see any of the movie characters. And she's in plain clothes, sort of this time. Oh, really? Uh, that's yeah, neat. there were images, on, uh, or well, not images, but there was in the in the trailer for next week. There, or there was um, some Sif in like a black leather jacket. And things like that. Okay, cool. Like, she comes down in full garb and then ends up in normal clothes somehow. Well, that's cool. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do with that. Yeah, um, yeah. Did you see the Daredevil motion poster? I did see the Daredevil motion poster. That 12 seconds of awesome. I love that he's so well composed with the glasses and straightening his tie and having a little smirk. And then his knuckles are just beat to hell. Yeah. That's that's very that's such a great Daredevil, <laughs> a pic, a great picture of Daredevil, lawyer by day. I really think that Charlie Cox is going to pull it off quite well. Yeah, he, he looks like he's doing a good job. I, I, I liked it. You guys check out the motion poster. I watched um, about four hours of House of Cards today. <laughs> And okay. um, I found out my roommate on the day that House of Cards came out watched all 13 hours. And I was like, what are you doing? He was like, I had the day off. What? <laughs> um, and, I, and, I, and I was like, that's that's crazy, but awesome. Um, and I'm, I'm like halfway through it. But just seeing the quality that Netflix produces. And I mean, I've seen all of Netflix stuff so far, pretty much. And I, and I really, really, their, their quality is just top notch. Okay. Have you watched Marco Polo? No. I haven't either. Is that Why hasn't Netflix anybody original? seen that yet? Yeah, it's Netflix original. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, I hadn't heard anything about it, honestly. And I keep pretty up on the Netflix original stuff normally, but I guess I've missed that one. Yeah, it's a historical thing. It's okay. all over the place. It's like Netflix original, Marco Polo. I'm like, why do you suggest that I watch that? I just finished watching a superhero movie. Yeah, and they're like, because we own it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, uh, I'll put that on the list of things to watch in a minute. I have no doubt it's great. They've also done a few, like Lily Hammer was one that they it, they call it a Netflix original, but it's not actually. It was like produced in another country, and so it's like a Netflix exclusive to uh, okay, to yeah. America. So I don't know. I wonder if Marco Polo is something similar to that. I just haven't heard about Marco Polo, so I don't know. I don't know. I just I've been thinking about watching it, and I know that it's not like that big a commitment to like watch an episode of a show to find out if I like it, but. Still, that's something that I could have been like. Watching, I could have been watching you Firefly. Been, yeah, I was about to say you could have been finishing Firefly. I'm three episodes out. Three episodes out. You mean from being done? Yeah, I just I I had today kind of off because of the ice storm. I was logged in remotely, and my calls were being forwarded to my cell. 
So anybody that called, I needed to help. But while I was doing almost nothing all day, I was watching Firefly. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. What are you, what are you thinking? How are you feeling about I it? I really like it. Awesome. We need to watch Serenity together. Whenever you finish, we'll watch Serenity together. Okay. I've got it on Blu-ray. We'll... I remember the um, I remember the poster for Serenity had River with, like, a sword, and she was all, like, posed in a weird oh, way yeah. that where she was, like, combat ready. That poster's real weird. <laughs> and They had I kind keep, of bad posters for that movie. I, I understand, because, like, River doesn't act like she's capable of that, yeah. except for in, like, moments of extreme duress. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what is in the last three episodes, so I will say I won't say much, uh, but that, okay. but it's a uh, it's it's it it, it 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 makes sense. The poster makes sense, but it's weird. It's not really it's not really descriptive of what goes on. Um, you'll see. Well, she did a thing with well, don't when spoil they were, don't when spoil they, for everyone who hasn't seen Firefly, uh, man. Yeah, I know when they were saving Mal. Yeah, from I, know, that, I know exactly what you're talking. You know about. what I'm talking about. She did that thing, and I was like, whoa, okay, maybe this is what's coming. Yeah, and then she was all like. So not doing saving that. Mal from Niska. I think this episode was called War Stories. I think. Oh, that that show's great. That's one <laughs> of the only shows. Like, and I know it's only fourteen episodes long, but it's one of the only shows that I can like almost name. Like, I know the names of every episode. I'm like that yeah. kind of geeky about it. Like, <laughs> I can quote lines and know the names of almost every episode. Well, that was in series one episode 12 when he played the xylophone on the ribcage of the enemy yeah <laughs> so back to netflix back to netflix series mike colzer the guy that's going to be playing luke cage has said in an interview that uh, the luke cage series is going to be geared more toward adults it's going to mm. be darker and grittier than the Marvel movies. This seems like the case with all of these Netflix series, which is yeah. really cool. I mean, it's going to be more adult-themed. It's going to have, like, you know, very angry people, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. He, uh, he said that he hasn't prepared for the role as far as, like, race is concerned. He's just going to play the character the way that it's supposed to be played. As if, or, like, and if the writers bring in the race thing when it makes sense, then he'll... You know, he'll take care of that, too. He's just going to play it as, you know, this guy, Mike Coulter, the actor who happens to be black. Cool. He's like, before they write the race thing, there's not a race thing. Okay. Which is, I mean, that's a good way to look at it. But, I mean, some of the issue that has happened with Luke Cage is that he was one of the first black superheroes. Yeah, so he he might have back been little... in seventy three, I think it was that he was released. Like he was one of the first. Yeah, so I... thing. yeah, I'm, I'm sure that and at that time, I'm sure there was a lot of uh, a lot more um, focus on his race. Yeah, probably. Then there needs to be now. You know, there doesn't yeah. need to be. And that doesn't mean they can't. But it doesn't need to be that kind of focus nowadays. Did you hear what, uh, or did you read or hear about what, um, what is her name? Is it Michelle Rodriguez? There is a lady named Michelle Rodriguez. The one that was the pilot in Avatar. Uh, yeah, that that, that's Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. Okay. Michelle Rodriguez said in a comment, 
because there's been talk of um, the Green Lantern being changed into uh, not Hal Jordan, okay. but they're they're talking about doing it as a uh, not just a Latino, but a Latino woman or like a woman of color okay. or of ethnicity, different ethnicity. I don't think there's comic book uh, comic book source for that, but yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, I mean, I'd be okay with it. She'd probably be a good a good pick for it but yeah she was she was like that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard it's like somebody ran into her on the street and was like hey have you heard this thing she's like no and that's really dumb why would you think that well that's weird the the thing that she the thing that she said that got a lot of people up in arms is that she said stop stealing the white man's superheroes (laughs) what yeah, the way that she meant it. Was she joking? No, she was serious. She she went to Twitter to apologize later. The way that she meant it is that um, people don't need to to be willy nilly in Hollywood, willy nilly changing uh, superheroes or stuff like or you know comics or whatever to be like a different race. Like, don't change the like the race of the character make up your own make up a new one be creative the creative minds in hollywood are being so lazy now that they're just changing stuff for the sake of changing it make up some good stuff all right and like i understand making up some good stuff but she could have phrased that better and trust me i know all about white man phrasing things wrong yeah you've gotten in trouble on this show a couple of times a couple? What? I okay. thought it was just once. I mean, I I think you get in trouble almost every week. I get in trouble by you. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough, right? Yeah, man. Trouble by me. <laughs> All right. So we got these uh, Saturn Awards. You wanted to mention Saturn Awards and MTV Awards are coming up, and I don't. Are Saturn Awards something that you vote on as well? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I think there's like a twenty-five dollar buy-in to. to vote? Uh, to be a member and you can vote on anything at that point okay yeah affiliate membership is 25 dollars. anyone who's a member may vote in the awards huh but um guardians of the galaxy and captain america the winter soldier have um a lot of nominations for these awards and the awards aren't happening like the winners aren't going to be announced until june 25th but cap 2 and guardians of the galaxy are up for a lot of stuff Like, best comic book to film release, and best actor in a film, actress in a film, huh. so supporting it's a of, actors. A lot of uh, genre film stuff, uh, the Saturn Awards. So yeah, if you guys want to yeah. go check out those, that's cool. And I think the MTV Awards are coming up, and those, are. Are, and those are fan voted on. Yeah, I um, posted on, uh, on our Facebook and Twitter that people need to go and vote on those. I literally did that like an hour ago. Cool. Yeah, you guys should definitely do that. Um, it's important. Go vote for go vote for our MCU, MCU um, stuff. And that while way, all you're those, there, all those young kids who are just watching MTV for uh, the, <laughs> I don't know who's on the TV, Kardashians or something. I don't know what's on there no, these man, days. It's it's, uh, it's Carson Daly, right? Um, I don't think he's on there anymore. I think that was um, like. 15 years ago. 
They're still watching Daria, right? <laughs> just pretty much all Daria and Beavis and Butthead. I Beavis think. and Butthead. Yes. That's all that's on. Um... <laughs> oh man, that's funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <sighs> I think uh, we got a lot. Got a lot. We we know all about MTV, and this is my point. I don't think we know anything about MTV. But oh, none of, neither of those, any of those these young kids may not know about the Marvel movies. We need to educate them. Um, and maybe th- while they're taking a break from watching, I don't know, 16 and pregnant, uh, they'll see, uh, that they'll see that they can, um, you know, vote, they can, they should watch these movies cause they win the awards. So go train up the next generation of Marvel fans. That's what needs to happen. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Start them young. That's what I've been doing with the, uh, the fiance's, uh, godson. Oh yeah, I'm like, let's watch Guardians of the Galaxy. It's in 3D. There's a talking raccoon and a big tree guy. <laughs> Sounds like fun, right? And he's yeah. We watch it, and he's like, that's awesome. And I'm like, I know. Guardians of the Galaxy was the best because the soundtrack made it accessible for me to take my parents. Um, <laughs> the soundtrack, like it really did. Like yeah. just that the music itself, like made it like somehow palatable. And then the like. Footloose jokes and stuff, but then like yeah. the up, opposite like direction, you have a talking raccoon and a, and a, and a talking tree <clears throat> that's great for my nieces, and so I got to take the whole family, and we all went to see it together. You know, <laughs> literally the entire extended family. Yeah, it was it was good for every. It really was good for everyone, and that sounds so cheesy, but it really was. Well, maybe you should take your family to see the marathon. <laughs> I don't think they'd be up for the marathon. You don't think they'd be up for 25 hours of movie? No. No, there wouldn't be. Yep, that's right. AMC Theaters is showing a 25-hour movie marathon leading up to Age of Ultron release. Yep. That's some crazy shit. All of the movies leading up to it. That's... Dude, that that is some stamina. Yeah, like, that is definitely not stamina that I have. That's a young man's game. That's that's those uh, <laughs> that's those kids who are watching the MTV Awards. Um, maybe they'll go and catch twenty five hours. I might rewatch some of the movies in the weeks leading up, but it's it would take it really would take me like four weeks to get through all of the movies again. Probably, dude. We don't we don't have that kind of time. No. We don't have the luxury of that amount of time. We don't. We got to be producing podcasts and such. We do. We literally have to be producing a whole bunch of Daredevil podcasts. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably going to lead right into when we're going to be going to see Ultron, so literally Ooh. exactly leading into that. Going to be going to be a busy few weeks for us. It really is. You're I'm not excited wrong. About it. I'm excited about it. So, oh, uh, yeah. what's this Joss Whedon quote we got? This Joss Whedon quote, he was asked um basically how tough is Avengers 2 Age of Ultron and like what like what's what's the challenge with the Avengers because you know they all come from separate places they're not all the same they're not always together he was he said it's a nightmare because they're very disparate characters the joy of the Avengers is they really don't belong in the same room it's not like the X-Men who are all tortured by the same thing and have similar costumes these guys are just all over the place and it's so tough honestly this is as tough as anything i've ever done and i haven't worked this hard since i had three shows on the air mm-hmm. and those three shows were awesome thank you joss whedon for existing 
Yes, thank you, John. I, I like his comments. I like the. Uh, I don't know. I almost feel like there's a jab at the X Men. Like, they're not all tortured by the same thing and all have similar costumes. <laughs> I know all it's not the same, but it's it's funny. Um, yeah. So, I like it. I like it. I like that he's a nerd and can cite other comics as like uh, examples of his of his. Uh, Points. I like guess story point. Yeah, point is probably the better term to use there. Thank you. Yeah, he makes his point using other. Oh man, if you you. Okay, I, I you you've never seen Buffy, right? No. I, I believe it's I mean, season. Correct. So so on Buffy, there are various nerds, just nerds, like that are on the show for various reasons. Um, and in one of the seasons of Buffy, in every season of Buffy, there's always a big bad. There's always, um, they call it the big bad often, the characters will. Um, and uh, the, the big bad is always like like a, I don't know, the some some like evil spirit or some like cyborg, cyborg demon or some like, there's always like a big bad they have to face off with or some like really evil vampire or whatever. Yeah, there's always a big bad. One of the seasons, um, if this sells you on the show, is <laughs> they call themselves the trio, um, and they are a group of nerds that we've gotten to know over the years on the show, but they've been like living out their lives in the background of Buffy. Like in the background of Sunnydale. And in the meantime, one of them became a conjurer of demons. What? One of them became a warlock um, with all kinds of powers. And one of them became a, uh, a master of technology. <laughs> and so these characters that we've sort of like seen, th- or two of them we've seen throughout the series, and one of them's actually new to the season, but he's the brother of someone we've seen in the series. So they show up one season, and they're working together as to take Buffy down. Like, that's their goal. They're basically, they, they get, <laughs> and they're constantly referencing as, as, it, as this, but, like, they get their own layer, and they start, like, committing crimes using their supernatural abilities. <laughs> um... <sighs> It's super fun and like just just I don't know one of my favorite seems a little silly. One of my favorite scenes, uh, the, the um, <laughs> they told them to make the van look really incognito, and so they're in this completely black van. But it cuts to the outs the opposite side of the van, and it has a huge Death Star drawn on it. <laughs> <laughs> And they're making fun of him uh, about, dude, we said to be incognito. He's like, what? It's thought it was cool. And then uh, <laughs> one of them, like, they're trying to duck down so Buffy doesn't see them. And one of them leans on the horn and it plays the Star Wars theme. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, just really just, just they're constantly referencing nerd things. Anyway, that season's one of my favorite seasons because it's just like, uh, you know, the writers of Buffy being nerdy. And enjoy, you know, like it's embracing it. Yeah, they're just they're just those characters are basically kind of the voices of the audience. They're like those characters are more like the writers than anyone else on that show. <laughs> I get you. Really good, really good stuff. So, 
Do you want to get to the? Uh, do you want to get to the feedback that we got this yeah, week? Yeah, let's talk. We're going to talk about the feedback we got on last week's episode after we we, we finished watching um, the last episode of Agent Carter. Yeah. By the way, thanks everyone who uh, who tuned in last week. We had our highest download numbers by far last week, and so we just want to say thank you guys. Um, and in, in 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 true fashion, we also got a lot of feedback last week. So um, let's real quick run down our feedback for uh, Agent Carter. If you haven't seen the Agent Carter. If you're jumping back on because you watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, skip forward like five or ten minutes. Uh, we'll, we'll probably be covering this feedback for a few minutes. And then we're going to jump into our S.H.I.E.L.D. spoiler section. So, um, you mind reading these? Sure. We got one from Laura James on our WordPress website. Um, MCUcast.wordpress.com. Yes, mcucast.wordpress.com. Uh, she posted a comment on our uh, on our posting of the Agent Carter finale podcast. Uh, she said, Hello, love the podcast and listen every week. I just listened to the latest episode and wanted to say I don't share your views on the Agent Carter finale. That seems to be the general consensus that we've gotten <laughs> yeah, is that I think people that's don't a, share a lot of people thought, a lot of people thought that way um we didn't hate it by any means <laughs> we just well, I think yeah. we were very clear on our thoughts <laughs> yeah but yeah 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 she uh, she continues my husband and I loved it and even though we knew Peggy slash Jarvis slash Howard would all survive we were still gripped by what was happening on screen the story of this season has been a great way to start filling in what happened after the first kept America film and how the storyline set in the current day MCU have been set up and then she has to you know call us out on something that we missed which more people have done um, she says I am in no way a Marvel nerd Never read any of the comics before getting into the films, beginning with Iron Man. But after doing some digging around online, I've discovered that Dr. Ivchenko, a.k.a. Johan Fenhoff, is actually a Marvel-slash-Captain America villain called Dr. Faustus. This was given away in a previous episode when Ivchenko was showing or was shown reading the Christopher Marlowe play Dr. Faustus. Fenhoff being placed in the cell with Zola at the end is obviously telling, as his mind manipulation techniques could have been used by Hydra eventually to brainwash Bucky Barnes into becoming the Winter Soldier, and in Whitehall developing the Faustus machine to use on Hydra operatives in Agents of Shield. Was that so called it, the Faustus machine? Did we it see it? Absolutely that? was. That's awesome. See, now that's a connection that I really, really love. As she says right here in her next line, but you, you go ahead. So it gave us some great, deep, hot, steaming continuity. Okay, I she just said deep continuity, uh, but yeah, great deep <laughs> continuity. I, I agree with you, Laura James. That's awesome. Uh, Which is what we all love about the MCU. And as Haley Atwell is going to be appearing in Age of Ultron, what has happened in the show may tie in with the film, too. I wasn't expecting a huge resolution at the end of the season. I think it tied up what has happened so far nicely and it leaves it open to further expansion and potential future seasons anyway enjoyed listening to your agent carter episode reviews and i'm looking forward to getting back into agents of shield with you guys exclamation mark i do love all of those connections laura i i think um and those those do add a lot of uh deep continuity and a lot of uh, fun, so that in, in 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 that is fun for me. Uh, but I still my 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 issue is not how they did the series. My whole issue is just like I just didn't feel like the ending 
gave me enough weight and wrapped the story up the the in, the self-contained story it's kind of like we talked about with earning it earlier i guess yeah. i didn't feel like agent carter earned it um earned its place um and and i, I don't I, i'm hoping that it will in these future seasons for sure i definitely it, think that it earned a second season oh i think so too i think so too and i would say that about mc like like uh shield i don't think they earned their place until after captain america too yeah. um and that 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 was six seven episode 17 i mean so so uh, we only got six or eight episodes of um agent carter and so i, I you know maybe eight they double, just yeah. didn't hit their stride the way that shield has had the opportunity to yeah i just i guess they didn't have um they didn't have enough time to or well it it might have been rushed it didn't feel rushed the eight episodes didn't feel like it was terribly rushed trying to tell the story really quick. Oh yeah, but, I don't think I don't think it felt rushed. But they just didn't have enough time to really connect it all over the place. I, yeah, I mean, I thought I thought the connections were there. I thought it was really well connected to future. Well, the stuff. connections that they made were really great connections. I just didn't feel that it fully fully fleshed out a beginning, middle, and end for this story. Um, yeah. and, and I think a lot of people disagree with us on that. And I, so we won't harp on it, but I, yeah. that's, that's all I was saying. Um, we got two, uh, Twitter's Twitter statements from, um, well, it was a, it was a bit of a conversation on Twitter. Oh, okay. Uh, you with... should probably see, I'm bad at Twitter. I don't even know how to read Twitter. I honestly don't. I look at it and I'm like, <laughs> at who hashtag what? <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, Matthew. I really don't. I'm, I'm I'll teach you the ways. Don't worry. Good. I'm not very good at Twitter either. I'm just a little better than you, and I guess that's for the best yeah. that I'm doing this. Yeah, now that you're taking over, it'll be better, I think. <laughs> okay, so if we hit view conversation here, Nick Money Elzer, uh, at Nick Money 7 on Twitter, um, said to us, couldn't Leviathan be the group behind Winter Soldier? We know Zola is now part of Doctor's life and program Bucky. I mean, we don't technically know that the Doctor program Bucky. It's it's the con or it's the the common sense connection to make. Obviously, he probably would have. In the comics, did Faustus? Um, I program don't Bucky? recall. Okay. Um, I can't say it either way. Okay. Probably could have happened. Likely not. I don't know. <laughs> it seems um, like it seems like they were more using a machine in the uh um in the movie which th yeah, that still when, could be a Faustus machine. Yeah. When the guy goes away, you got to do something, right? So, build yeah. a machine. Anyway, I replied to Nick uh saying it could be possible that Leviathan and Hydra combine forces or Fenoff Faustus join them. He's all about the brainwashing. Which I mean is true. That's kind of his thing which would make perfect sense that he was the guy to do that to Bucky and, like, bring him around. If I recall correctly, uh, the Russians are the ones that nabbed Bucky and brainwashed him. That's right. That's why he's got the red star on his shoulder. Oh, okay. Yeah, That well, that is Leviathan. The Russians are Leviathan. Yeah, so that, yeah. That okay. tracks. That tracks for sure. Yeah, and he said Leviathan... Uh, Nick said back to us, Leviathan very well could have been run and founded by Hydra refugees under a different name, uh, under a different name to his, after Red Skull disappeared. Hmm. 
So, you know, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I think it, it definitely seems like, um, if nothing else, Leviathan and Hydra are kind of joining forces with with Zola and Faustus um, meeting in that jail cell. So I guess we're going to see where that goes. And, man, what if we got to see Winter Soldier? Ooh, like what if they did like, Agent Carter and brought in Bucky? Yeah, what if what if we could get to, or, or even just see them discover him and start training him or something? That would be pretty crazy. Well, you know how um, they said in Cap Two that the Winter Soldier has shown up uh, all kinds of different times throughout history. What if we have him facing off against Agent Carter repeatedly throughout history? Um. Yeah. That would that'd be cool. That would be neat. Um, <laughs> Miko Kyrjokangas, uh, uh, I think on Facebook, uh, said, uh, did you guys miss the fact that R- Rusky Hypnotist is an established Marvel character slash villain, Johan Finhoff, uh, slash Dr. Faustus? And yes, yes, we did. Uh, <laughs> as we established with the earlier comment, we totally missed that. Um, we generally record these directly. She had, uh, Miko also said, gotta keep that Google foo strong, guys. <laughs> Still great show thus far. Keep the train going. Uh, th- ooh, th- ooh. Thank you, Miko. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Come on, ride this train. And ride it. Um, you took yes. that too far. I was just going to go with the whistle. I liked the come on, ride this train. Okay. I did the motions <laughs> and everything. I know no one can see me. Um, but yeah, no, Miko, uh. we totally missed that. But but uh, speaking of Google Foo, we generally record immediately after the show. Uh, airs, so we don't really have too much time for Google Foo. Uh, but we we normally know the next week, <laughs> if for no other reason, because you guys let us know, <laughs> and that's good. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad we have guys out there keep keeping us honest. Um, so and you know, it's it's really sad. Whenever Agent Carter first came out, that first episode hit. I was on my phone the entire time the episode was airing, and I kept looking checking stuff every up. name. I was checking every name, which and I almost got so every name. Tired of that. Almost, which I, I hate to do during the show. That's just no fun because then you miss the, you miss you miss the show itself. Um, yeah, you miss the nuances of the show. You miss like this character gave this face, and it made a whole lot of sense, and it really got you in the feels. Yeah. So like by the end of it, I was just like I was just watching. So there was no Google Foo happening during the uh, during the episode, yeah, which we 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 do generally spend about thirty minutes to an hour collecting for the show. So maybe we'll do some Google Foo next next uh, coming these coming Obviously, weeks. There was a missed opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. So you want to read that la- our last piece of feedback here? Yeah, we got Mr. Jeff Dean on uh, on Facebook um, commented on the posting on Facebook of our Agent Carter episode. He said, "Loved it. Need a season two. The opening meh, quote-unquote, from you guys on the podcast had me reaching for the pause button, dot, 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 dot. There must really be a generation gap, as I could care less for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but Agent Carter is what my wife and I look forward to every week. While I am a big, all caps, big, Arrow fan and Flash fan, I rush home from the night's obligations to watch the DVR of Agent Carter every week. Hmm. I, I... I'm a pretty big uh, Arrow and Flash fan myself, I, so I'm, I'm with you. Um, that's uh, that's interesting though. I, I think I think I am more of a, obviously having this podcast. I am a little more of a fan of Agents of Shield, but I, but I also like Arrow and Flash a lot. Um, 
and Agent Carter, I I I I was definitely pumped for it every week. I, I definitely wasn't uh, I wasn't down on it. I just I that that's actually why the ending not blowing me away was 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 disappointing because I really did like the series a lot. Um, and now that I'm I'm the way it ended, I'm pretty certain they're going to go with another season. So I'm a little less. Um, I'm I'm honestly less down on the series if this isn't the end. You know, if there's another season, then this isn't the end. If it's the yeah. end, I, I don't feel like these characters got enough, um, and, and and had enough of an arc, I guess. Yeah, it's a it's a fine line to walk with the whole like setting up a new um, a new series or setting up a, a follow up, basically. Well, while also still trying to make the one show that you're doing good and actually tell the story, which is the one thing that I was uh, kind of uh, griping about last week is that they weren't just telling the story. They were trying to set up more stuff, which I'm cool with them setting up more stuff. Just tell tell the story this week. But uh, I can I can understand the generation gap. Um because I mean, some people, there. I mean, there are obviously differences in the show. Agents of Shield is more about tech and gadgets and kind of a modern group of people running around doing stuff, being sort of agents, sort of stealthy, but not really. Gunfights and all that. Yeah. Agent Carter was more like stealthy, slinky, behind the scenes spy versus spy like actually spy versus spy. yeah which i mean it's literally <laughs> talking about an age gap it's literally a period piece you know like <laughs> yeah yeah i could i can see uh, you know my mom who's who's almost 60 uh watching watching this show and being like and being more a uh, way more interested in it than uh yeah so yeah. i definitely this see that um uh, that there could be a generation gap uh jeff didn't say how old he is but um so if you know he's he's close to you know that that age then definitely i could see there being um more of a pull toward this series than Agents of Shield, um, but uh, you know we we love them both. We love them both. I feel bad that we uh, gave it sort of a uh, you know negative review last week, just because I th- I really think that um, we liked the show overall. We just I guess I was expecting more from the ending. I was just expecting more from the ending is all. Um, yeah, it felt like it felt like it wasn't as good of a um, a finale. Yeah, like yeah. if it might have been the lead up to a finale. Exactly. Like the the, the what we were talking about with the tension between not knowing whether <coughs> we we knew all three of those characters were going to survive, and we couldn't suspend that disbelief. I don't think we had a problem with that from the sense of that scene. Like I, I didn't have a problem with that scene. I just it being the last tense scene before the end of the show. And and me knowing that there's no tension there, like that that bothered me. Yeah. Um, but but I but I did we did we did love. I think me and you both loved the show. Oh yeah, very much. So well, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to see if they get a second season going because I mean nothing's been confirmed yet. I really want there to be one though. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I think all, it sounds like all of our listeners do too. <laughs> or at least the ones that gave us. <laughs> yeah. Which, if you want to give us feedback, if you would like to give us feedback, there's a bunch of ways you can do segue. that. What a segue! 
there's uh we appreciate all you who gave us feedback this week uh, if you want to give us feedback we're um the mcu cast um marvel cinematic universe podcast we're in partnership with 45 magazine that's 45-magazine.com um they've got stuff you you might be interested in there um but if you want to if you want to contact us directly um you can see us at at MCUcast on Twitter, Facebook.com slash MCUcast, MCUcast.wordpress.com, MCUcast at gmail.com if you want to email. And if you want to call us and leave us a voicemail so we can play it on the cast, it's 573-CAST-MCU. So a bunch of easy ways to get a hold of us, whatever platform you use, just... uh let us know uh, what you're thinking of the shows we're watching, as well as of this show in particular. Um, the oh, there's another one. You can also uh, you can also leave us a review on iTunes. Oh yeah, and that's a huge help to us. I mean, guys. you can leave us a five star review on iTunes. You're right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not to lead anybody or anything. No, but uh, yeah, definitely leave us a five star review on iTunes. Uh, that <laughs> that helps us immensely um, get out there and get in more people's ears. Um, and that's what I get off on getting in people's ears. Wow. That's wow. Okay. So that's the show. Uh, that's, the, that's our news segment that has gone on very, very long tonight. Um, but we're going to run down, uh, we're going to go into our spoilery Previously section on Marvel's and Agents we're going of to Shield. talk about this week's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2, Episode 11. So if you tuned in for that, sorry it took us so long to get there. A lot going on this week. Um, so, uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, we're going into our spoiler section in three, two, one. Almost everybody in Hydra dies. Whew. Yeah, that was a pretty uh, intense way to end the episode. I did not expect. I, uh, I didn't see that coming at all. No, not at all. <laughs> I guess, but if you cut off one head and two arise, um, that's it's, a, it's better to cut off a lot of heads all at once. Yeah, but that how many heads are going to arise now? <laughs> I mean, you. Well, if we learned anything from Hercules and the twelve labors that he had to go through, you got to burn the stumps. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You got to burn the stumps, which it yeah. sounds like that's what they were trying to do. Is they cut off the head, which was Whitehall, and they're trying to burn the stumps. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were like, you know, we'll let them kill each other, and then we'll kill the last one standing. Yeah. Whew, that was that was that was pretty intense. Pretty uh, weird way to go, Coulson having the bad guys all kill each other in, gr- in brutal ways, um, and then killing the last of them with guns. Um, yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty intense. It really was. Anyway, um, well, this 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 episode opens with our first view of um, with our view of this uh, the young kid. Gordon, um, who we know now as Gordon, um, with no eyes, which we saw in in, in last week's episode as a grown or last uh, in in December in the I finale think, <laughs> in the finale season the, the mid season finale, finale um, we saw him as a grown up and he's 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 apparently coming to look for um, whoever's the new the new blood. Yeah, the new Inhumans. The new, yeah, Inhumans, which we still haven't heard them call them that on the show, but um, the, the the these are the Inhumans. If it, they it, said the word, though. They did say the word, but it was it was out of context. It was lowercase. Yeah, lowercase Inhuman. <laughs> <laughs> so he's 
we're back in 1983 watching Gordon teleport around the room. The way that he was teleporting was very reminiscent of Bamf. Nightcrawler. Yeah, that was straight up Nightcrawler stuff right there. And it, it reminded me so much of, of uh, X-Men 2. I was like, oh, what? What are they doing with this kid? They're making him into Nightcrawler? Is he yeah. going to grow a tail? Well, what's the thing about Nightcrawler is he can't uh, teleport anywhere he can't see. Yeah, and, and this guy so, apparently has, like, unlimited range. <laughs> well, this guy apparently they can't see, so I was wondering uh, if he just had <laughs> really defunct powers. It's like, <laughs> your powers are, you can teleport anywhere you can see. You can't see you anything. Unfortunately, you don't have eyes. <laughs> yeah. I'm but teleporting everywhere. You can teleport anywhere you can smell. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I cut off your nose. Um, so I, uh, I, I this is a lovely scene uh, with the return, which I, uh, the return of Sky's mother, which I didn't expect. Yeah. Um, and apparently she was some sort of guide for the Inhumans, guiding yeah, them through uh, the transformation. What was her name? Jia Ying. That's her name. Jia Ying, yeah. Yeah. And um, what they said that it was like 14 hours since, and they said the word, they said teragenesis. That's right. Which confirms the living hell out of it if it hadn't already been confirmed. Yeah, if we didn't know for sure that it was, uh, that the, the Inhumans were what we were talking about here, um, it is definitely the Inhumans. So I think from now on for shorthand, we're just going to say the Inhumans and not say these people with powers. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Inhumans are definitely what this is, um, and and this is four years before the movie comes out. Like this is some, this is some lead time on telling yeah. this story. Yeah, they're definitely uh, telling the story early, um, and giving giving uh, at least us who watch the show plenty of uh, advanced understanding of these characters, or at least of like the race. Yeah, yeah, of this uh, of this group, this race. Yeah. So she was watching, and you know it's fourteen hours since Terra Genesis, and the 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 thing that she said, or the the thing that they were saying, like without your guidance, they would just be lost. And then it, like it focused on Sky, and it's like, oh man, oh mm -hmm. god, how does she feel? Ah, oh, she doesn't even know that that's her power, and yeah, oh, she has no idea. Oh, how dead is she inside? <laughs> how dead is she inside? Well, like, you gotta think. She she blames herself for Trip dying. She blames herself for everything. Everything yeah, that she, happened. But, like, Trip died in front of her. Like, he fell to pieces oh, in yeah. front of her. That was rough. How hard is that on her? Yeah. It, it's rough. I, um... What did you think of the way they went this episode with... At least Simmons, and it seems like other characters too are like. Uh, well, I guess mostly it's Simmons is, are going with this like anti powers sort of attitude. Well, it seems that you know that's her scientific view of it. I don't know that that's necessarily the best way to go about it. Um, I don't know if that's even really a scientific view. It's more like a emotional reaction to the death of Trip. And and all the other things they've gone through with these these powered individuals, um, yeah. but it seems I don't know. It seemed, it seemed a little out of character for Simmons for me, and I thought that's where we were going with um, Fitz as well when he came in and was seemed so fearful of her changing 
Um, I thought he was going to have a similar attitude. Um, but well, but, it, yeah. but in, in the end, he didn't. And he, he got instead, hold of himself. Yeah, instead he actually kind of saved her from that. Yeah. And, oh, God, that. Him keeping that secret like that and just doing that so quick, like, oh. He's he's almost back. He's almost completely back. Yeah, he's definitely can't take um, my fits away. No one's when he's talking to Mac earlier. He he has another pause moment where he can't think of the word, but then he thinks of it, and it doesn't require Mac to tell him anything or or help yeah. him think of think of or the prod him into thinking about it. Yeah, and he thought that he was looking at the watch because that's what he was rebuilding was the watch that was on her wrist because it exploded from the inside. He was rebuilding it, thinking there's no way it can be right, because it was showing 300 BPM, and she shouldn't be alive if that's the thing, yeah. because that's well, inhuman. It's, it's inhuman. It, it's not even possible <laughs> for a human to reach that many beats before their heart probably explodes. Right. So. So, he's rebuilding that, thinking, well, it's got to be wrong. It's something's got to be inverted. I don't know how to fix this. I got to wait for somebody to show up. And he was like, no, no, I actually did fix it right. I just didn't believe it because of the results. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, he's definitely uh, getting better. Yeah, he's uh, he's returning to his old self. His hands, like, I mean, Mac made mention, your hands are getting better. Yeah, I'm a little, I don't know, if, if he just kind of slowly gets better. I don't know if I, I don't know what how I feel about that. I, I feel like it should be somehow more dramatic, <laughs> like we've talked about many times. Him doing something that maybe to fix himself, like the machine or whatever that we've, we've yeah. talked about. <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll see where that goes. But it seems like they're just letting him slowly get better on his own, which you know is, is a good is a good way to go about it. And, and it's like kind of a, do <laughs> like people do. It's kind of a brave way for the show to go about it. Yeah. Um. So that's. What do you think of Mac's attitude toward Coulson and the team? Man, I don't. I feel he might be. I don't. I can see both sides of it. He's justified in being so mad, but he's misplacing it really bad. Because he's mad that he got taken over by some alien force and was like hurting people and not being able to control himself. But he's also really mad at Coulson for getting everybody into it. But really, he's just mad that he was taken control of. I don't know if that's it. I think I think he's in general angry about um the whole the whole. <laughs> I think he's uncomfortable with the group getting so involved and and so um in a lot of ways the groups being taken over by what led to him being taken over was the group being taken over in the first place because their leader. Uh, was literally uh, taken over by alien writing for a while. Uh, he was obsessed. I wouldn't say taken over. Sure, sure, sure. But he was that that in Mac's eyes. Um, you, we remember a, f- a few episodes ago, Mac get, went crazy or got really uh, uncomfortable with the way that Coulson was acting, the way he was yeah. like following the writing. Um, but before he found it and actually solved the mystery and it was still obsessing him. Um, yeah. You know, it was just, uh, I think Mac's been uncomfortable with it. And then he was uncomfortable with the decisions. I, I liked that They laid that groundwork. They laid the groundwork that he was uncomfortable with those decisions, you know, yeah. five episodes ago. 
and then those decisions led to the death of Trip and the you know the uh, possession death of, of Trip, himself, him getting taken over, like all these other bad things happening, an earthquake around them, like everything awful happening right then. Yeah, and then he's he just loses it, like which is really it's. I like to think of it as a very human thing for his character to do. Like, it just makes sense that that's the logical progression that would happen is that, okay, sir, all of this has been awful. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. What What did you think of their way of getting uh, back she fake transferred? <laughs> I don't know. It was it was interesting. Yeah, it was interesting, and and, what, I, and once you know when they did it, I was just like, "Why the hell was that necessary, at all?" But then, well, like, yeah, they had later to get in Hunter, the episode, they had to get Hunter uh, under undercover. Yeah, but like you know, later in the episode when they showed like where they were going and then what they did, I was like, "Oh my god, that's wow, that's that's planning, sir." Yeah, you guys, you guys got it. They not only got Hunter undercover, but they got Hunter to plant the fake knowledge that different Hydra members were after each other. And so, I don't know if you noticed, in that first scene with the Hydra members sitting at the table, um, someone pours, tries to pour wine uh, for one of the characters, and he pushes his cup away. And at yeah. first I was like, oh, he doesn't want to drink. And now I realize, oh, he doesn't want to be poisoned. Uh, <laughs> because these are Hydra people with very little... Um, you know, yeah. Uh, well, but, well, the, it's 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 exactly what I think. Um, I think it's May that says the reason Shield is the weakness that Hydra has that Shield does not is they don't have compassion or love for each other. Yeah. Um, and and that that's that's and it's that moment he realizes that and uses it against them. He's like, they don't have the kind of camaraderie and love we do. Um, we're just going to use that and have them kill each other off. H- huge win. Huge win yeah. for S.H.I.E.L.D. this episode. I mean, it, obviously it wasn't the entire HYDRA organization, but HYDRA in this area, certainly. Well, yeah, we, we, we know that uh, Von Strucker is still running their European division. Yeah. So we know that HYDRA still has... Um, has a place, but it lo- looks like it lost a lot of its leadership in this one episode. So, I think I think we're not going to probably be dealing with Hydra I- immediately on the show. Um, I think we're going to be probably dealing with um, the Inhumans, the Inhumans, for the most of the season. But we also might be dealing with a new rising head of of Hydra. Also, we've got um, Grant Ward out there somewhere. Oh with, God, with Agent Thirty Three. I don't slash, even want to. I don't even want to see his face. Slash Faye. <laughs> fake, <laughs> fake May. I, I feel like they're sort of missing. Uh, Raina's so so pretty, and uh, they're, they're, her face is so crazy now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel kind of. <laughs> I feel bad for that actress if she's gonna be on this show for like. She's she's such a good looking lady. Ruth Nega. Ruth Nega. Ruth Nega is such a Nega is such a pretty lady, and it's she like really they're going to uh, have her in that makeup for you know say say she's on the show for six more seasons. <laughs> so oh like, man, no one's gonna know. No one's gonna know how pretty Ruth Nega is. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
which uh, I thought her arc in this episode was interesting. I thought her trying to return to uh, to Doc, Mr. Hyde, whatever, whatever his Cal, Cal, okay, right, Cal. Her trying to return to Cal was uh, was definitely the move she I would expect from her. Um, she, yeah, we know that she had a lot of trust in him. Yeah, um, going back to him, you said I was going to be something divine and beautiful, and now I'm. My mother said gnarly. I was going to be an angel. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's. Um, uh, she's taste. She's placing a lot of uh, value on looks here. I feel like. Yeah. That's, well, I mean, that was part of what she had to like, kind of manipulate everybody. Yeah, it was, and and so I so I understand. Why she'd feel that way, but uh, I mean, why anyone would feel that way if they? She just had no real preparation for this, you know. She didn't know <laughs> what she like was getting an into. Overtime kind of thing. It just kind of happened all at once. Like I was encased in something, I broke out, and now I'm hideous. Yeah, and I don't think that Cal gave her that part of the spiel. By the <laughs> way, you might be hideous. <laughs> It's a like so far. It's a fifty-fifty chance. <laughs> we know we know foreign humans on this show. A little bit of a toss-up. You might lose your eyes. You might come out with earthquake powers. You might only you be might. able to teleport where you can smell. It's it's gonna be. Um, wow. It's gonna be tricky. It's gonna be tricky. And and she asks like, how am I supposed to live with myself like this? And he's just like, don't. Yeah, like, what do I care? I care nothing about you. Which, at this point, Rain is pretty low. Pretty yeah. low. Ready, I mean, she's literally ready to commit suicide by cop, you know? like. Um, well, I think it was going to be just like, I'm going to walk into traffic. Yeah, that's what it was doing. Then, then, And then she tries to get them to shoot her, basically. She's like, yeah. you're either going to kill me or I'm going to make you kill me. Um, And... and I loved the way that ended. I loved him coming and using the words that um he called her beautiful. Yeah. He used the words that Sky's mother used to him when he was a child. Um he says I'm going to take care of you beautiful. Oh um, uh, yeah. Cuz she calls him beautiful in the, in the yeah, first scene. Okay. And I loved that connection. I loved the this is what this is what you need. You need to be told you're beautiful. You need to be told you're something special. You're still pretty. It's okay. And it's not about, you know, uh, it's, I guess it's a more about inner beauty thing. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to love yourself yeah. before anybody else can love a thorny person. <laughs> I really loved Cal's joke. You always did like flowers. <laughs> oh, cold. That's just so cold, Cal. Just so cold. Uh. She's she's very upset well, right now. He's also a little angry and like in his in his world she's bringing up something that is just trivial. Like oh yeah. How does how does that even pertain to me at all? That's on you. I got you to the place. You do with it now what you got to do. Yeah, like I got you your life's ambition. Like he's I don't know. I feel like he's almost like the genie where you you make a wish. And then they, uh, <laughs> it's that, like, I didn't wish for this. Yeah. Yeah. You did. No, that's exactly what you wished for. That was your wish. Um, and, oh, and, but it's like, Oh, you wanted specific things. You should have been more specific. You gotta, you gotta write your wishes up with like, like it's a legal document. <laughs> <laughs> the wisher hereby now for mentioned as Jeff. 
<laughs> shall be granted three wishes of power equal to, but not less than, you know, <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. She obviously didn't put the uh, the clause in there for the don't change my physical form clause. Nope, did not do that. Did not do that. <laughs> um, I'm uh, I'm I'm slightly confused uh, by this last scene. I, I've only seen the seen the episode once, um, but everyone's lights, everyone's watches start glowing. Oh no, that was the signal. That was the uh, the kill your person that you're around signal. Okay, and so they were all working for, um, a not Bakshi, but the guy that Bakshi was going to see, Mister Bloom. Yeah, Mister Bloom. Okay, man, <laughs> it's pretty. Intense. I really, I really want to know if um, if Gordon is who everybody thinks that he is. Everybody's thinking that he's the reader. In uh, in recent Inhuman comics, is he named Gordon? <laughs> His real name is unknown currently. Okay, um, but he uh, he primarily travels the world to find more Inhumans. Okay, and he doesn't have eyes, but what? it's a different uh, it's a different story for him not having eyes. Oh, okay. Well, it seems like uh, that might. It it definitely seems like a legitimate possibility. Uh, yeah, there is a uh, there is a link to be made there. So everyone we'll seems give it at least that everyone seems super invested with Sky not being an inhuman, <laughs> not having a change to her DNA. I don't like I don't even know how they could think she doesn't at this point. <laughs> it's like there were three people in that room. The one that didn't have a possibility of having, um, you know, this uh, alien DNA within them uh, died. And the other two that did survived, and you think, of course, they have something within them, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, we see it, um, but uh, when when Sky gives her a hug, she just talked about how she just really needed a hug, and which was I thought was a little cheesy until she like falls into um, Fitz's arms. Yeah. I mean. She kind of has just been given this whole, like, by the way, it was you thing. What was, what was you at? What, what now? The, the earthquake. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Did she, does she, she falls, know that? Like, when she falls into his arms. Well, because, um, the things, well, she, how do I put this? When everybody was arguing outside of her little containment area, she noticed that her pulse was rising and that things were starting to shake around her. Hmm. And then when Fitz was saying that, you know, you caused the destruction because you were at the center of it and didn't get hurt. And she like her pulse was rising. Things were shaking around her and like the lights broke. So she pretty well knows that it's her that caused the earthquake now. Yeah. Hmm. And. I don't know if I would go that far, that, but yeah. I mean, that that's kind of big knows news. She has some sort of ability. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of big news. Mm. I would fall into Fitz's arms, too. <laughs> oh, but why wouldn't you fall into Fitz's arms anyway? I mean, he might not catch me. 
relatively hefty still. But you're getting there. You're getting there, Drax. Getting there. I've lost 39 pounds. I've lost 45 pounds. Woo! Yeah. yeah. That's, that's right, everybody. We're sticking to our Star Lord, Star Lord and Drax commitments. We, we have lost 10.8% of our starting body weight. Yep. That uh, you just told everyone how much we weigh, but that's fine. Um, We've said it before. I didn't think we'd say how much we weigh. I'm yeah. I'm embarrassed of it. I am. Um, we, but not as much anymore. Now that we're losing losing so well, I'm feeling pretty confident in, uh, in our ability to complete the task. And um, for those of you who are new to the show, we we me and uh, Jeff here have committed to we're both overweight fellas, pretty 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 heavily overweight, um, and we are in it heavily. Ha <laughs> ha. We have committed to. Uh, <laughs> Look like Star Lord and Drax, and cosplay as Star Lord and Drax in time for the Guardians of the Galaxy Two premiere. <laughs> it gives us Which, plenty of time two two to over two years. Two years, two months, and two days. And that's what we've got left. No, no, two years, two months, exactly. Yep. Um, that's what we have left to get to uh, Star Lord and Drax weight. So we're getting there. And we thanks for all of you guys' kind words about that and uh, the encouragement. We're uh, we're we're getting there. Anybody else who has some weight to lose, you can join us on this journey. It'll be fun. We'll we'll all do it together. The thing that I'm excited about, if you look at it this way, it's uh, it's a lot better. I have I now have less than a hundred pounds to lose. Well, that's awesome. I now have 171 pounds to lose, as opposed to. Uh, 217. So. Yeah, you have less than 200 pounds to lose. <laughs> that See, is those are milestones. Those are milestones. Oh yeah, no, they are big, big time. We, we've done, we've done great so far. We just got to stick with it for another two years, and we'll be, uh, we'll be set. <laughs> I plan to not have it take two years. That's a long time. Oh yeah, for now, sure. I if by I can that stick point, to... I want to be rippling with like throbbing muscles. All over the place. Yeah, you have to be. You gotta look like Drax. Yeah, and, and you gotta get lots of tattoos. That's true. I have to do the uh, the dermal scarring. <laughs> Just actually do dermal scarring. I'm like, Jeff, I didn't mean to go that far. No, sacrifice all in the name of cosplay. <laughs> so how about Bakshi saying that there's a man outside who's begging to die? <laughs> that was pretty cool. And then they. Like where was okay, um, when when the ambush quote unquote happened in the episode, I was watching it with uh, with a friend of mine, Michael. Um, we were watching it, going, "Oh my God, we're about to end up in a uh, cap cap two kind of thing where it's like, use the propulsion, get me out of here, get this damn truck out of the out of the way, like do something." Propulsion systems are offline. What is working? Air conditioning is fully functional. Like, that's what we were expecting to happen, and have some sort of thing like that going on. And then uh and then they just like got out and started shooting. We're like, where's the where's the technology shield? Like, what the hell? Where's the special car? And then like they the uh all of the guys that were surrounding their their van. And I was like, oh, that's where the money went. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they sent him with the, them with the good van, or the, yeah. good, the good SUV. 
Like, this is the one that's got all the gadgets. We want it to go with them. A little less creative than Fury's car, which I'm sure Fury keeps the best stuff for himself. Uh, they already said so. <laughs> in the, uh, in, 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 uh, I don't know if that was in Cap 2 or if that was in, um, the beginning of the end. I think they mentioned it in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, I think beginning of the end. Yeah, the yeah. top brass always keeps the best things for themselves. Um, <laughs> and then uh, in in a lower person's car, they just got guns. Yeah, they've got, well, they had May, so they didn't really need much more. Nope, did not. <laughs> um, of course, at that point, May was lying on the ground dead. As soon as, soon as that happened, of course, well, I knew something, yeah. something's not right here this is a trick especially with colson being like you'll never take us alive yeah that was so great (laughs) that was so clearly uh clearly telegraphing the trick but it was really funny and i love that they immediately address that in the classic marvel fashion of like you know this was really goofy right we're still gonna throw it in but we're gonna make fun of how goofy it was we're gonna (laughs) We're going to go all the way with the silliness. Then we're just going to call out the silliness and make it okay. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot of fun. Just like Rocket. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Bunch of assholes. Standing <laughs> in a circle. No, I was talking about the... Uh, what's his name? The Collector. When he's all like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Just, just having Beyond his... compare. Having a CGI character mocking... A, <laughs> a a real you know an live action character like that is just so funny, just so funny how much work it must have taken to like have Rocket do that. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that they they went to all that all that trouble is pretty great. Well, uh, so what do you think of this episode? What what what, what, what oh, rating man. would you give it? Well, considering how good it was, like. As a as a mid season premiere, which I can't really say that I've been, you know, present for a ton of mid season premieres. It seems like a new thing for me. But as a as a premiere ish episode, and also as being a driving force episode, it's been a really, really good one with a really great story to tell, really great opening, a really great ride, really, yeah, with a whole lot of good action. And I would have to give this one a solid nine point five. Yeah, it's, I think I think it was a good episode. Um, I uh, I'm a, I'm a little annoyed with where it seems like they're taking the Sky's secret powers. I, I like, like I feel like they should trust Sky, and there shouldn't be have to be a big secret about it. <laughs> okay, so you know I'm I'm always a little annoyed when all the good guys on a show don't just like share their information. <laughs> um, Maybe, but but we'll see we'll see how long that goes on. Um, and I'd like her to. I'd like her to figure out her powers and start using them, and that'd be much better for me. I feel like. Um, <laughs> uh, but I. But I guess we'll see. We'll see how the show decides to develop that. Um, but I'll give it a probably an eight point five. I really liked it. I liked the episode. It was good. Okay, I get you. I get you. Um, I was very very surprised uh, by the death of all of the Hydra agents just really really shocked me oh yeah where they just killed themselves basically yeah the Hydra just cut off its own head yep um, so that's pretty pretty great and I like that uh, we got to see instances of the things in the uh, in the first half of the season 
that were killing people before. Like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the the little the wine. The disc. Uh, we we got two, yeah the discs that like <laughs> burrows into the guy's chest and turns him to stone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we got um, the wine turning her into whatever obelisk obeliskness. <laughs> And then, um, what was, what else was, was there I like don't a know. knife involved? I'm not sure bullets? what the other ones were. I don't know. I'm not sure what the others were. But yeah, like, uh, obvious hydro technology happening and killing yeah. off these people, which is pretty cool. Tech, tech we've was, seen before. And then there was the, the, the teaser after the fact, after the episode ended. Yeah, the which was pretty much just a, a little tribute to, to uh, Trip. Yeah, but there was also the um, the car in. Um, oh yeah, the car in Coulson's, Coulson's office, office trying to find uh, Fury's toolbox. Fury's toolbox, like what are Mac and Bobby Morse up to? Yep, they're obviously not in a support group. That is not what it is. Yeah, <laughs> something else entirely, even. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I really, do, I really have no idea what's going on there. I really want to see that come to a head. To a head? Is that supposed to be a pun? You said it like it was going to be a pun, but I didn't get it. Hydra. Well, yeah, but you, th- you, you think it's Hydra? Of Hydra? No, I, I mean, it might be. I don't know. It could the, be Hydra, but I, nobody I, tells I, me anything. Nobody tells me. I I don't think it's Hydra. I really don't. I think. Yeah, that, I don't think so either. What if it's Leviathan? That could be interesting. Um, I I just think they're out working for themselves somehow. I don't think okay. that they're a part of it because I, I don't think that I don't think that Mac and Bobby are going to end up being bad guys or like part of an evil organization. I think they're going to be somehow out for their own good. You know? Yeah. Not really. And, and I think I think they'll they'll eventually come down on the side of good probably. But, but I'm, they're communicating I'm, I'm not sure. with somebody else. What now? They're communicating with somebody else, though. Oh, when when did that happen? Who are they communicating well, she with? She said, like, I'll phone the, uh, was it like, I'll phone the buyer or something like that? Okay, we'll see even that. that if they're phoning a buyer, um, which, uh, I mean, I can listen to that real quick and find out what, he, what she actually said. Oh, did you manage to wrangle the blueprints from the base? What base? This base, I think. Okay. She says, I'll make contact soon. Earlier in the episode, uh, he was asking if there were blueprints that Fitz could get him uh, for, like, ventilation and things like that because he didn't want any of this alien crap spreading to everybody else. That's right. That's right. So he's getting blueprints from this base, um, and some reason they're needing Fury's toolbox, which that might mean that there's something in that building that those two want to... uh, abscond with that that maybe Colson and team doesn't even know to look for yet but somehow Fury's toolbox is going to help Bobby and uh, Mac find it maybe I don't know I don't know well uh I think I think I think that, that about wraps it up for us tonight it's uh it's getting it's getting darn late and uh, we appreciate all you guys for listening, uh, especially if you have listened this far. And be sure to tune in next week. Yeah, please, please, please do. Sky Secret will be out. I mean, that's what they've shown on the um, 
the next week's trailer thing. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, Sky well, Secrets out. Lady Sif is uh, is gonna be there. Should be should be a yeah. sweet sweet episode. Just just Lady Sif showing up is enough for me to tune in. Also, <laughs> doing a podcast about it is a uh, it's pro- pretty pretty probable. I'm gonna tune in next week. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> All right, uh, well, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Uh, Check out our partners, 45 Magazine, at 45-magazine.com. If you want to contact us directly, leave some feedback. You can hit us up at MCUcast on Twitter, facebook.com slash MCUcast, mcucast.wordpress.com, mcucast at gmail.com, or uh, just call us at 573-CAST-MCU. And please, please, if you have an opportunity, go to iTunes and rate us. That's um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast on iTunes. Um, so, yeah, that's us. We would love to hear from you guys. Um, again, I'm Matt. And I'm Jeff. Y'all have a wonderful week. Thanks, guys. Good night. Good night.